The burst of gas came from so deep within the bowels of the earth, it may as well have come from another world. Thirteen thousand feet beneath the ocean's silty floor and the earth's crust, and another five thousand feet underwater, a total depth farther than fourteen Empire State Buildings stacked atop one another. Hydrocarbons in the form of hot fluid saturated with dissolved methane seeped through the reinforced walls of a new oil well. The well, an exploratory venture drilled by BP and called Macondo, was a three-mile-long tube of cement and steel that had been burrowed into the million-and-a-half-year-old rock in the weeks before. It was one of the industry's most important new efforts to find oil in the deep waters off the southern coast of the United States, and, while not the deepest, the Macondo was pushing the limits of drilling technology and risk. This particular well had been a cursed project from the start. Miles above, where the sun skipped along the lapping waves of the Gulf of Mexico, the Macondo Project's 126 oil workers had battled for weeks to control wild kicks of gas and to adapt to a series of setbacks doled out by this complicated and unpredictable well. Under stress and guided by conflicting mandates to drill quickly, drill safely, and drill cheaply, the workers had often made the wrong decisions. Now the Macondo was preparing to issue them one last challenge. Inside the well, the gas, squeezed out of the earth by the natural pressure of the compressed rock and shoved upward by its own buoyancy, shot skyward at a pace that would bring it to the surface of the gulf in a matter of minutes. As it rose, it expanded rapidly, the volume increasing the higher it got in the well until the steel pipe and casing that channeled it upward could barely contain its explosive force. On the ocean floor, the kick, as such a geological burp is called in the oil industry, shot through the top of the well at the seafloor and continued upward through the mile-deep water in the long hose of steel called a riser pipe that connected the well to the surface. There, it slammed into the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig, a thirty-story structure with a footprint the size of an average Walmart supercenter floating in the Gulf of Mexico. The rig was owned by a contractor, Transocean, and most of the crew on board were Transocean employees, all of whom were contracted to work for BP. With a burst like a cannon, pent-up pressure from the oil and gas exploded from the twenty-one-inch pipe which rose up out of the dark water. Bolts sheared off and valves were forced open. Drilling mud that had filled the well to cool the drill bit and balance the well pressure spewed across the deck of the rig, rushing against doors and spilling across stairways. With a roaring hiss, a cloud of natural gas began to envelop the rig. The gas started at the drill floor, a small raised platform underneath the tower of a drilling derrick in the center of the Deepwater Horizon's main deck. The drill floor, one of the highest working floors on the structure, is where the drill pipe is managed and decisions are made about the fluids and pressure in the well. From there, the gas spread to the rig's main deck below and toward two subdecks. On the drilling floor, the Deepwater's driller on duty, Dewey Rivette, had been monitoring the well readings and watching for a kick, but he hadn't seen the signs. 
a strange but subtle fluctuation in well pipe pressure on multiple monitors. A few minutes earlier, a sudden rise in pressure had broken a pump valve, and Rivette had dispatched three of his crew to go below decks and fix it. When the blowout came, Rivette, a driller named Stephen Curtis, and the rig's tool pusher or drilling supervisor, Jason Alexander, scrambled to control the burst of gas. Anderson, cool-headed, had spent nine years working on the Deepwater Horizon and knew what to do.